it's gotten into you, Mimi! Can it be? Is that thing actually Emma? Welcome to Tuning Japanese, a podcast with two dudes in their 30s. Fight the Pokemon War. We're fighting a war. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about a war today. And also anime. You know me. I'm Red. I'm Andy. I'm Blue. I'm Ray. Aw, you okay there, buddy? Oh, yeah, I'm fine. Okay, good. Uh, it's just my my thing, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's your shtick. That's your shtick. Kind of like Eeyore. Yeah, you're basically, yeah, you're basically this network's Eeyore. Pretty true. Pretty true. I'm cuter, though. That's very true. Uh, but we've got uh, an interesting episode for you. It's our final episode of our Pokemon Generations bonus season. How's that make you feel? Good, because we've been reviewing these for quite some time, so... It's been a while. I feel mm-hmm. like we, when we first started reviewing them, it was like, this is new and fresh and out there. We should talk about these things. And now it's been well over a year, I think, at this point. So we're going to finish up our last two episodes today. Episode 17, The Investigation, and episode 18, The Redemption. They uh, finished up their entire 18 episodes with the same formula of the plus whatever word or phrase they came up with after. So uh, we got two episodes to talk about today, and, uh, well... Well, they missed out on one, the ejaculation. Well, <laughs> um, I have no comment. I mean, that would have been the grand finale, right? <laughs> well, I suppose it would have been. Oh, my God. But before we get to those reviews, let's talk some nerd news. I don't have much. I do have a little bit of Pokemon-related news to talk about, and it is some rumors that came up this week, earlier this week, or last week, I can't remember. It's been about eh, about five or six days, maybe. Um, and this is these are separate rumors about the Nintendo Switch version of Pokemon. Say what? Say what, indeed. Uh, the first rumor comes from my Nintendo news, and uh, there was a leaked image of what appears to be Unreal Engine, and there is a 3D rendering of a Pikachu. And it looks like uh, the rumor is that this could be our first look at what the new Pokemon game is going to kind of look like. This news not that exciting. We don't know even if this rendering of Pikachu was for the new Pokemon game. It could be something old from Pokemon Tournament. It could be um, something completely different. But one little bit of news there, um, kind of confirming that it's going to maybe potentially be more of a modern 3D style. What do you think about a modern 3D Pokemon? And they've been kind of moving toward that more and more in the 3DS games. But what what are you, what are your thoughts about a extreme graphic upgrade for a Pokemon main state uh, main title? I think it's well overdue for it. I mean, they keep uh, rinsing and repeating the same game type over and over again. I mean, with the 3DS, you got implemented the uh, 3D graphics, but 
with the sun and moon and ultra sun and moon, they got rid of the 3D. So I always thought that was a weird choice to kind of get rid of the 3D. There wasn't really much of that even in, I don't think there was any at all in, um, was there any in uh, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire? I feel like there wasn't in that either. I feel like X and Y had it, and then they took it away in in, in Sapphire and, yeah. and Omega. Omega yep. Yeah, I think you're right there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that taking it into, I mean, obviously we're working with a console that is much more powerful than the 3DS ever will mm-hmm. be. Um, it's playing, you know, even even modern games, things like Doom, and if you look at like Mario Odyssey and and Breath of the Wild, like absolutely gorgeous graphics. So it is interesting to kind of think about how they can change the formula. We're not talking about WWE 2018. No, no, we we, we never talk about (laughs) WWE 2018 for the Nintendo Switch, ever. Okay. Never. Speaking of changing the game style, there were another set of rumors a couple days later from the same people who had leaked originally the information about the Rainbow Rocket from, uh, and the kind of the post-game stuff from Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon before that was actually formally announced. Um, there is a list of potential rumors with regards to the new Pokemon Switch game. Uh, and they are as follows. Number one, there's going to be no more Mega Evolutions, or no new ev- Evolutions, rather, um, added to the game. Which, I like Mega Evolutions. I, I think that they should have expanded that a little bit more. Um, Z-Moves will be there and will use the motion controls on the Joy-Cons to activate. The, the general sort of like view of the plot is supposed to be a sort of tradition versus innovation sort of theme. Can I just shoot an email to Nintendo right now and tell them to go back to that pre- your previous bullet point? I'm just gonna tell them I don't want to see you in my living room, in our living room, <laughs> waving your arms and hands doing the Z moves because I know you're going to do that. Oh yeah, and I and I'll, I I don't uh, think that they'll go to the extreme of making it like as elaborate as the Z moves actually are in Pokemon Sun Moon Ultra Sun Ultra Moon. But right, I'm, I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna do that. I'm gonna wave my arms around and try to complete the. Uh, you know, water, Waterium Z sort of thing where I'm waving my arms like a wave. Actually, I would maybe even, if you did do, end up doing that, <laughs> I would totally put that on social media. I'm sure you <laughs> on would. Twitter. It would be, it would be on the Twitter. I'm only on Twitter. Um, another thing that, that was kind of rumored is they're looking at potentially Spain or Italy as the next region, uh, for the next world. Um, you know, cause each, each world kind of has a, their own, region in our world that it's based on. Obviously, Sun and Moon, the Hawaiian Islands, uh, Pokemon X and Y, France, um, very much a Paris sort of feel to it. And then finally, they're talking about a possible change in the battle system, uh, either doing away completely with the old system and doing something more similar to Pokemon Tournament, or something generally overly simplified compared to the old battle system. So those are the rumors, and again, take those with a grain of salt, because they're exactly what they sound like, they are rumors. Uh, of those rumors that you mentioned, the Z moves, but I mean, anything else that kind of stands out in those uh, set there that, uh, again, may or may not be true. I definitely like the region choices. I mean, Spain and Italy. I mean, you can't get any more picturesque than that. Absolutely. The change in the battle system, though. I mean, you you hear it all the time. People complain, and they're such critics of stuff. I don't know if changing the battle system. Or, or even like oversimplifying it is gonna really be good because I mean people are used to something and if you change the the core you're gonna disrupt a lot of that and it I mean maybe it could become better or it, it could be worse but I don't think you should mess mess too much with that. Yeah, I feel like if you take away the traditional combat with the moves and 
the different effects and statuses that it's going to, I don't know, there might be a way to kind of like have those things in a much more real-time sort of setting. Um, But I I think you are are going to lose the feeling of Pokemon quite a bit if you change it too much. So kind of like, let's, for example, Final Fantasy X, where Mm -hmm. they do like the active... Active battle system. Active battle system. Or World World of Final Fantasy yeah. that I watched you play. Yeah. Now, that would actually be pretty interesting mm-hmm. where they just t- – it's all turn-based, mm-hmm. but you get to act in a certain time. Time order. I don't know how that's going to work out with just one-on-one Pokemon battles. I could see it working in like the double battles yeah. or even um, if they bring the – What's that four-way tournament? Oh, in... the the one from Sun and Moon. Yeah, like yeah, I can't think of what it's called either, but I know what you're talking about. It, it'll be interesting to see what they come up with. Um, we don't even have a a, a date yet. Um, that was the the last thing I forgot to mention. They were talking about a late 2018 or early 2019 release. I don't know if I, if we're going to get it in 2018. Honestly, um, I would not put it past Game Freak to have already kind of been working on this when the first dev kits were kind of released for the Switch. I imagine that they were already kind of quick at work putting this all together. But So the four-way battle system is called the Battle Royale. Yes. And um, to be honest, I hated it at first. Right. Um, but after I built a better team after my initial one, I used a legendary, of course, Articuno. I had Primeape, and then I uh, also had Serena, which is the evolved form of Bounceweed. Um, and I was kicking ass, and I, I ended up getting the Masters, um, the top, ranking in that so nice. I, I had quite some fun in there yeah i i enjoyed the battle royale i was not necessarily that good at it but i, I didn't enjoy it to try to get some battle points uh yeah those are the rumors for the new pokemon mainline game we'll see what comes to fruition and if we hear more about pokemon in the coming months uh you know kind of going into 2018 and what nintendo has to offer i'd be excited to play a nintendo switch pokemon game that's not pokemon tournament so yeah I mean, I like fighting games, but I'm not all about them. I, I like more of the RPG aspect. It's not your style. No. All right, so uh, anything else to add as far as nerd news this week before we get into our reviews? Anything you can think of? Um, Mattel came out with Mega Constructs, uh, Lego Pokemon sets. They have little uh, Pokeballs. They They're like do. Six bucks. They're so cool. They're cool. We each got one for Christmas. Yes, so. we did. I got, we each got each other one, and we managed to not get the exact same ones. Um, you got me a Rattata, which is adorable. Uh, and I got you an Ekans, which is pretty awesome. Um, they also have a Geodude. Meowth. Paris. Is that it? I feel like there's another uh, one, too. I think they had some more. Yeah. Those are the uh, ones. Cubone. Cubone, that's mm-hmm. right. Um, they're, they're the same ones that uh, they had already a while back created and came out with uh, sets for... Charizard, Gyarados, um, and lo- larger sort of like construction oh, yeah. sets. Fake Legos. They're fake Legos. Oh my god! Yes. Um, so, so yeah, if you have not seen those, they're actually cool little collector things, and they come in little Pokeballs, which is kind of cool. So, they were a fun little stocking stuffer. Um, definitely go find those. You can find them pretty much anywhere they sell toys. Um, I looked to see if there's any Pokemon codes. I didn't see any that are current. Um, the most recent GameStop card codes were, uh, the Shiny Sil- Silvally. Mm. Um, which, which is already done up, which already done but uh we didn't put out an episode yeah it's been since september so. since we had our last one so so i guess uh next time we have any of those we'll share those with you mm-hmm. but um i guess that means we need to get into our reviews right well next time we'll be reviewing uh pokemon movie possibly oh yeah i forgot to mention i don't know if we actually mentioned that um formally but after we wrap up here with this 
Our next step is to potentially do some reviews of some of the Pokemon movies, uh, which there are a lot of. Uh, I got you a while back the the first three of the Pokemon uh, films on DVD. So I think it was uh, last Christmas. It was last yeah. Christmas. Yes, it yeah. was. So we'll have to. I think that's where you even mentioned on the podcast that I think it's been years ago mm-hmm. since we started these things. Um, but yeah, we're probably going to do some Pokemon reviews uh, as bonus episodes as well. So movie reviews. So hopefully you guys will enjoy that and hope you guys will enjoy this, which is going to be our final reviews for Pokemon Generations. Episode 19, The Castigation. <laughs> uh, the Castigation of Amontillado? <laughs> yes. Is that a thing? Anyway. Uh, now, this is going to be uh, episode 17 and 18. Again, remember, if you uh, have not listened to these episodes, these bonus episodes, this bonus season before, you can find these Pokemon episodes on YouTube by searching for Pokemon Generations. And you should be able to find uh, all of whatever it is that you need uh, when you go back and listen to these episodes. Some of our earlier Pokemon Generations reviews are no longer on the feed. They are on our Patreon at patreon.com slash tuningjapanese. So if you want to go back and listen to our earlier reviews, uh, go ahead and do so. and It'll cost you $3 a month to get access to all of our bonus seasons, uh, including the Pokemon Generations, including Season 1, uh, which is our review of Excel Saga, and parts of Season 2, which is our review of Trigun. Enough of that. Enough shilling. Let's get into... Our review of episode 17, The Investigation. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. We open on a sort of wide shot of Lumio City, and we get a kind of a cool visual here of the tower, uh, kind of all lit up, and everything kind of looks calm and serene, at least for a moment. Yeah, briefly. Uh, we pan down into the streets where a Pokemon battle is going on. A, a woman in a strange coat uh, with a, what looks like a fainted Luxray. Uh, is being attacked by someone in a weird mask with a glowing letter E on it. And this strange masked person uses some strange sort of magnetic uh, ability to steal the woman's Pokeballs. Do you remember any of this from the Pokemon X and Y games? I had, or... to, I had to look it up okay. um, because I couldn't remember. Um, this is actually the character Essentia, which is some post-game content that mm. when you go through Pokemon X and Y and you do all the looker, investigation stuff oh. uh this, this is she is involved with the, that particular storyline you know what i don't think i ever finished that i don't think i did either in all honesty i never i never got around to doing all the uh looker stuff i just was not that interested in it at the time so but speaking of looker looker shows up out of nowhere and he is trying to put a stop to the theft um however his esper who is named Mimi, which is adorable, um, just kind of wanders up toward the masked person. We find out it is a woman because he says, stay away from her. Uh, Mimi starts rubbing up against her leg. And then we get the saddest moment from the whole episode as the woman just rears back and literally kicks the Esper about as hard as it can. Um, sending it flying into the air and Looker has to catch it. That made me kind of sad. I was, I was so sad. Is that the point where the flashback comes in? It's about to, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's the next part. Um, Mimi is going to kick some ass. <laughs> yeah, after the fact, Mimi is pissed. Mimi is super <laughs> p- fucking pissed. Um, but we do get a flashback. Um, and it's kind of a, you know, a strange bit of monologue. Well, this is after, actually. The, the woman kind of charges up and makes, like, this weird anime series of leaps onto the rooftops. Uh, and then we get this monologue where Looker says, can it be? Then we get a flashback of that same Pokemon Mimi rubbing against the leg of a woman. 
named Emma. Emma, the love interest. Yes, the love interest of this story. We get Emma's backstory. Apparently she was an orphan who was hired by Looker, who took pity on her situation. Uh, and we get a silent montage of her helping Looker out in the kind of detective agency. Love. Yeah, it's almost like she was an, she's kind of an orphaned adult, and he took her in. <laughs> she did of, seem kind of old. Yeah. It was kind of weird. Yeah. Like, she, <laughs> she should have, I don't know. Maybe, maybe she was a teenager. Maybe she's a teenager. Well, I have a lot more questions now. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> I think it's more innocent than you think it is. I don't think they were doing it. You don't These look... are silent questions. I was going to say, you don't look convinced. <laughs> uh, I d- I'm not. <laughs> um, however, uh, recently she's been taking off without giving him any notice. And then we... See? Yeah, it's, we cut... We find out what it is, kind of. Cheaters be cheating. I don't know about that. We cut back to the chase. Emma gets all ninja and gets on the rooftops, kind of leaping from rooftop to rooftop. She runs into a building where she is cornered by a pissed-off Mimi... And Looker. I think Looker has a thing for bikers because she's totally up in, like, the motorcycle helmet and really sexy leather. She is. She's got that going on. I don't know if there's been any other precedent for him being into, like, this kind of look before. Um, the only other time I remember Looker was he, he was harassing, like, Giovanni's kid. Was Looker there with uh, that one guy that was like... I'm a radical dude, dude. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I can't remember his name. He was a douche. And, uh... uh bu- bu- oh, oh, bu- it was like... Bu- 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 it was like Brody or or, or uh, Barry or uh, was... Bart or... <laughs> Bart Simpson. It was Bort. <laughs> Come along, Bort. Uh, <laughs> uh, I love the Simpsons. Anywho, Mimi goes all crazy and tackles the mask, causing it to short out. The mask goes all crazy, changing colors... Like, the letters start to change a little bit, uh, and then it shatters. Well, Mimi and Looker, like, they chase her down. Well, yeah. And I'm like, like, how in the hell did they know where she's going? Yeah, she's on rooftops and, and shit. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she was like... Yeah, she oh. was like ninja-ing all around. She, the glass Mimi shatters. Was, Mimi was not taking any chances. No, Mimi was, like, ready to murder and <laughs> used, like, an amazing tackle and got a critical hit. And Emma is behind the mask, and she screams with agony. Shocker! It's Emma. Pedro is shocked! <laughs> Twin waterfalls! <laughs> yes. Oh, Looker catches her as she collapses, and Emma says, Today's experiment is already over? Everyone is confused, and so am I, as we fade to black. And that's it! That was all of episode 17. All, like, three and a half minutes of it. Looker's pretty good about just looking and observing, and I think that's... I don't know if that's his whole thing, but... Um, it always seems to be like a walking montage with him, I guess you'd mm-hmm. call it. Yeah, he's kind of he's kind of passive in a way. It, this is a post-game storyline in X and Y. Uh, as part of Looker's adventures, you can actually go uh, and help Looker out throughout the end of X and Y, sort of like solve crimes. And uh, like like I mentioned, this Pokemon thief named Essentia. This is played out in that sort of post-game sort of story. So we get this random bit of post-game. Do you think that they actually injected this Emma? Hey, this is who she really is. In in your research, did you find out if they, she actually was named Emma? Em, yes, Emma. Emma's okay. the actual character from the story, uh, and she eventually takes over uh, for Looker in Lumios in his sort of detective agency. And I know that once you finish all of Looker's stuff, uh, those different like kind of like post game stories, you can fight um, Emma. 
three different days out of the week, uh, one time, and she's wearing the outfit still, the Ascension uh, okay. outfit. So mm-hmm. she still takes on the outfit, I guess. I, I kind of want to go back now and, yeah. and replay that part of X and Y. Me too. Um, overall, though, what do you think about this particular episode? I like what they did with the the graphics were good. Even the effects of Essentia in this suit and her like rebounding off the walls or like mag- magnetizing the Pokeballs. I thought that was a really good uh, fresh breath that they breathed into it. On the other side, I mean, people who played it know what this episode is about. Yeah. But um, I guess I kind of came in with just that um, unknown. Mimi was my favorite character, though. Mimi's great. It It's an underwhelming episode. It's short. There's not a lot going on. You don't really, if you, again, if you, like you said, if you don't know the post-game content, you're going to be really confused, I think, on this one. Um, they, they give you some background. I like the visuals of it. If anything, it's a nice way to finish up Looker's storyline. Because, again, Looker has been that through line throughout all of the episodes, for the most part, many of the episodes of these Pokemon Generations. Um, so it's nice to kind of give him a little bit of closure. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, eh, it's passable. I don't, I, this one's not that great. I feel like, and I know we'll probably go into this further once the final we review the final episode, but I really wish they would have done a lot more with Looker. Yeah. And maybe kept the theme throughout, mm-hmm. even from episode one on. Yeah. And I think that embodiment of either throwing you in the faceless play, player character mm-hmm. or through Looker's eyes following that experience might have been a lot better as far as keeping the episodes, the continuity of the episodes. Yeah, I would agree with you. I think they could have done a little bit more overall too. But it is interesting that they decided to take this one character and throw him in so many different times when he wasn't... I mean, he was in some of the earlier games too, but, you know... Finding that recurring character throughout when Pokemon is such a wide and vast sort of world that has spanned over a large amount of time. It's kind of cool that they did keep that. Uh, but that was our review of episode 17, The Investigation. So it's time to move on to episode 18, The Redemption. I like this one a lot better. Um, we start with a massive crowd in Lumio City. There's trumpets blaring. People are gathered. They're cheering. There is a stage set up for our champion. Of the Kalos region. And the big guy. The, well, that's not the champion of the Kalos region. The big guy is Az, or A-Z. I don't know that, how they actually pronounce it. They never actually say his name. Um, but if you notice before he even shows up, on stage is Profe- Professor Sycamore, who's standing with Charizard, the player character, um, and new champion who is known as Kalum in this particular game, with his chestnut, as well as the former champion, Diantha are all standing on stage, and they're ready to kind of like just have this big celebration for the fact that he has defeated Diantha, and he is the new Pokemon champion. However, as you mentioned, the big guy does show up. The big guy, also known as Az, is walking kind of up through the crowd, up along, um, and he is a prominent character from X and Y. You actually run into him a couple of times, and... What's interesting about him and about this episode is that I think it provides the most detailed background of the world of Pokemon that we've seen in a lot of the Pokemon games. This episode to me is a giant spoiler for the end. Well, not a huge one, but 
it does pull a lot of the ending material from X and Y. Oh, yeah, almost mm-hmm. word for word mm-hmm. some of it. So if you have not played the end of X and Y, you're definitely going to get a little yeah. bit of a spoiler here. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to know the entirety of it or the how it leads up to you meeting this, this guy. No, definitely not. And you won't mm-hmm. know how it kind of ties in with uh, Team Flair mm-hmm. at all, you know, because there's, there's some definite play-in with Team Flair and Lysander uh, with, with this big guy and with your player character. But there is quite a bit of, of interesting bits in the story, and I kind of like that they decided to end Pokemon Generations with this. I mean, obviously, this makes the most sense because it's X and Y. That was the most recent game they had out at the time. Uh, it was the end of it. But at the same time, um, it, it's just kind of a really epic story. It kind of shows you how far Pokemon has kind of evolved. You know, you look at some of the first episodes of Pokemon Generations where it's just like, okay, you're a champion and you're dealing with a crime boss. And that's it. They're just stealing Pokemon. To what we get here where it talks about a guy who, you know, finds immortality and creates a weapon that, like, ends a giant Pokemon war. Uh, it's just kind of cool that they, they've kind of upped the scope so much by the end of this. And wasn't it like... It was like a 3,000 years ago type yeah, thing. Yeah. So, I mean, it kind of makes you wonder how old this guy really is. At, at least 3,000 mm-hmm. years. I mean, I mean, definitely, you know, a little more than that. But it is interesting to think that, you know, th- th- this guy could live for so long. And adding that element of the supernatural in. And I don't think we've g- even gotten any shots at all from any of the X and Y episodes, you know, 16 through 18, of, like, those legendaries, Eveltal and... no and Xerneas. Xerneas. Um, I think there was a brief one where you see in the Lysander episode, there was like that egg or whatever. Yeah, yeah and you're right. I think right. that was a rolled up. That was supposed Eveltal. to be, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was supposed to be uh, Eveltal, yeah. But overall, you're right. I think that it's breaking away from how we've been focusing uh, in a lot of these episodes with the uh, sort of legendaries. Here, not so much. Here, they kind of step away from that. Yeah. I did uh, when I played X and Y. I really liked the the as storyline. Mm, me too. Uh, the the ending of that, and it really put a capstone uh, on top of why they make Pokemon games and why it's just that underlying thing. You know, don't hurt animals. You know, mm-hmm. they're they're here, they're alive, they're just like you. You know, they just want to live and live in peace. Right. Um, but. As humans, we constantly fight over this and fight over that. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, a, I think this almost feels like it's a way for them to say, hey, look, yeah, these, we make these animals fight in this game, but that's not the, that's not the reality of it. Yeah. There's more mm-hmm. to it than that. The story itself is kind of taken, like you said, right from Pokemon X and Y. Uh, before we get there, though, we get the sort of long shot of as walking up toward the stage and we get these uh, this this mother and daughter who are are kind of our frame uh outside of the story like you know giving us little bits of information uh we, they say it's the man from the story uh and just like at the end of Pokemon X and Y as challenges Calum to a battle and he wants to fight him because he wants to know what a trainer really is because over his long life he doesn't understand what it means to train Pokemon. Uh, this is where we get the backstory. And like, like I said, it's pulled right from the games. We get the story of Az and his former friend, uh, Floette. 
which is an evolved form of Flabebe. Flabebe's kids. Flabebe's kids. Um, we get kind of a, a cool shading sort of effect throughout this entire backstory. I'm not really sure what you'd call that, um, that particular I, art style. I think it's literally from the game. I think you're right, too. Mm-hmm. I feel like I remember that from the game, too. Mm-hmm. Like, that stylistic choice. Yep, it was pulled, I believe those images were pulled right from the game. Yeah, so. and just kind of updated a little, a little mm-hmm. bit to kind of, uh, to kind of fit this, but it was, it was pretty darn cool. There's some sort of massive battle going on between, uh, huge Pokemon. We see shots of Steelix and Agron and, and Gyarados and tons of other Pokemon all fighting it out, uh, shooting flame and destroying one another. And it's explained that there's some sort of Pokemon war that was fought, and this poor little Flo- uh, Florette was kind of sent to the battlefield um, to fight alongside these massive Pokemon. And years later, Az is given a small box with his dead Pokemon inside, which is really... <laughs> I don't know Morbid. how, like, yeah, I don't know who sends him this, like, it's in this little, <laughs> little coffin, this little tiny coffin, because a florette is, like, such a, a small, dainty little Pokemon anyway. It's, it's just sad. Is it Floette? I think it's Floette. I think mm-hmm. I said Florette there, but I they believe it's Floette. This obviously makes him freak out. He loses his shit, and he wants to bring his poor little Floette back, so he builds a machine to give it life. Yeah, I always found that weird. It's just like, I mean, the whole point is catching a lot of Pokemon. And I mean, there's, and I get it. It's the one that died. It's, you know. And it, it seems innocent in a way. Like it was just kind yeah. of pulled into this war and he didn't agree with this war. And he wants revenge for what happened to his closest friend. It, it reminds me a lot. It reminds me of like a Frankenstein. It's just like, he built this machine that can make life, but we're not going to explain it. We're not going to say how he did it. It just kind of happened. And that's exactly what Mary Shelley does. Mary Shelley's just like, Victor is working and working. He's like, there's like a short paragraph that says, and then he discovered the secret of life. It's like, okay, great. I guess you can create the monster now. And he does bring back Floette. He was given eternal life and gave eternal life to his Pokemon, but as suffered and was filled with with rage i guess, i guess because not you know he wasn't content just with bringing his pokemon back he wanted vengeance for what happened on the world that caused so many pokemon deaths yeah and he turns the machine into a weapon uh it's known as the ultimate weapon and they mentioned it once in this episode but that's what it was called in the game as well and with it he wanted to kind of bring destruction so we see explosions um, we see the end of the Great Pokemon War because of this machine that he creates. I believe it's almost like a Lotus. It uh, bug. yes, and obviously Asian culture. You know they have a lot of Lotus, a lot of Lotus art art. Mm-hmm. And I I found that very interesting that they used that because I the flower is like a rebirth, a symbol of rebirth. It is kind of a neat visual. I, I, I guess I never, I, I guess I noticed it, but I never really paid attention to what type of flower it looked like. So that's kind of cool. They use that, uh, kind of imagery. We also find out that the Floette was restored to life thanks to the death of other Pokemon. Like this machine was run off of, you know, I think in the game it's run off, of, there's like a cemetery nearby of like all these dead Pokemon and it kind of pulls the spirits of them in and causes like this eternal life. Which is just creepy. 
It's just it's just crazy. It is really creepy. <laughs> um, and the Floet realizes what Az has done, and and he or she abandons Az, leaving him to just kind of wander eternally on his own, which takes us back to away from this uh, this flashback into the real world. What do you think of this particular storyline and this flashback, though? Um, overall, well, I just. It kind of goes back to my thing about the it's it's drawing and it's putting a large capstone on all of Game Freaks and the the game developers and story writers explaining about how Pokemon are and how this world is and how it treats them. What I don't understand is what all this time, as has been like three living three thousand years, he's never trained a Pokemon. Well, he has. Because, as you see when he comes back, he's fighting with a Golurk, um, the, the evolved form of a Golit. And he's fighting against Kalem and his chestnut with this Pokemon. So he has trained other Pokemon. But I think when he says he wants to know what it means to be a trainer, he wants to, he, like, he, throughout the game, has interactions with your main character. I think that mm-hmm. kind of, he sees the human side. And I think he's been such a recluse and he, he's lost his humanity through eternal life that he doesn't understand how to build a true connection. Yeah, so he's kind of like unstuck in time, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, a little mm-hmm. Billy Pilgrim mm-hmm. yeah. there. Um, and he's using a Golurk, which in itself is a Golem Pokemon, which I find interesting too because there's more symbolism, I think, there to Frankenstein, right? Like oh, yeah, Frankenstein's yeah. monster is mm-hmm. essentially a Golem. In a lot of ways, it's, you know, uh, this is a golem from uh, the uh, the Jewish traditions mm-hmm. um, that's kind of based on loosely. But it, it is kind of interesting that his Pokemon that he's training is something that is not lively, right? It's, it's something that's still not completely, doesn't, like, has the uh, the idea that it's not fully life, you mm-hmm. know? It's not like the, the, the Fload that is a more of a living creature. So I thought that was kind of a cool little bit there, too. It's always, and it always, uh, just was weird to me. I mean, that you have this big giant guy, and he, and he's so upset about this tiny little, I know, it's so cute. I know, it's, it's just kind of, you know, you see the um, emotion in people. That, that deep down he's, he's, he's such an innocent person, Mm -hmm. you know, but like, he was, the world and the injustices, Messed with his head, changed who he was. Mm-hmm. He lost that innocence, and the, and then you know his Pokemon leaves him, you know, because he he or she doesn't want to be around that sort of corruption. And then I think we see um, there's peace through chaos and destruction, mm-hmm. but it always comes with a cost. It you does. Know, he used the weapon, and it killed other Pokemon mm-hmm. that were f- currently fighting in the war mm-hmm. on both sides. It said, yeah. And then, as you said, he steals essence or spirit to make him i mean not on purpose but Mm -hmm. it was a side effect yeah uh of bringing his floet back yeah so we we see these intermingling good and bad life forces coming together absolutely and we get the battle but not really any of it we just see the golurk go down and chestnut and caleb's kind of celebrating and uh as then goes up and thanks him and says that he feels free now for the first time, you know, that like getting to know him and getting to have this battle and getting to understand the world and, and all these things helped him to just free his soul, free his mind, free free himself in a way. 
Um, and then a glowing light appears, and the floet returns. It's, it's uh, by the way, it's the blue flower form of floet. Floats down. There's a tearful reunion after three thousand years, and the townspeople talk about how wonderful things are as we fade out. Uh, and that's it. That's the end of Pokemon Generations episode eighteen. It's almost a dystopian ending there. I mean, you're yeah. still gonna have Pokemon fights. You're still gonna yeah. have these team. X rocket, uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. coming to destroy the world or yeah. change or change the world. Yeah. So it's never ending. And I think that's another underlying theme. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that it is interesting that by the end of this, they, they go into something. You know, we don't get all the details of this Pokemon war. We don't know why these Pokemon are fighting. We don't know what's really drawing them to fight, but we know that. You know, they, that deep down, you know, this, this sort of like glorified cockfighting that we get like in the Pokemon <laughs> games, like has some sort of deep seated root that these monsters did fight each other on sides of this war. You know, that it is part of who they were that, you know, when we enslave them and make them fight each other, you know, maybe there is some deep down, that's just who they are in a way, which is sad. And there's this sort of like, futility because it's just going to keep happening it's going to keep going on and the violence is always going to be part of this world i wonder if there's anyone out there who has just boxes upon boxes of gog pokemon and they just fight other people with boxes oh, of gog pokemon and that's sad oh <laughs> I know. That's, 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 that's those poor poochinas oh poochinas and 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 uh stoutlands and um I can't think Lilla of any pups. Oh, little pups are so cute. Anyway, I bet they're vicious. Uh, I bet they are too. Uh, so they can that's learn bite, so they can. That's it. That's episode seventeen, the investigation. Episode eighteen, the redemption. Uh, what do you think about episode eighteen, the redemption? I thought episode eighteen. I mean, it, it was a good ending to the whole Pokemon generations, and I mean, it pulled. They pulled from every almost every single game, so. Mm-hmm. Why not go out with a bang with the basically the ending of X and Y mm-hmm. to get people pumped up and ready for the n- next ones that were up right. coming out for the 20th anniversary of Pokemon? Yep. I was kind of hoping that we'd get a little Easter egg at the end, you know, at least leading into something for Sun and Moon. Now, I know that they didn't want to give anything away at that point for Sun and Moon, um, but, you know... Something even just really minor, something small, like a shot of like, like, you know, panning out to show like all the different regions at the end of the episode or something like that. You know, we pan out of Kalos and we see Kanto and we see all that. That would have been see, good. And then we see like the islands, you know, uh, for, for sun and moon and, you know, they don't draw attention to it, but like then once you get sun and moon, you're like, oh, that was there the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like that would be kind of a cool thing, but. Well, if you think about it, they did do that, um, with the Zygarde. The full form of Zygarde in one of the episodes. You are right. I forgot about mm-hmm. that because we so, had never seen that version mm-hmm. of Zygarde before. We only saw the, what, 50% version? 50% form. Overall, the redemption was a good episode, a good ending, with maybe some missed opportunities. But some, some good storytelling, I think, in that one. A much better episode than episode 17, which didn't feel like it served much, much at all of a purpose. Not much, nope. Yeah. So that's it. That's our reviews of Pokemon Generations. It took us a lot longer than I expected it to, but that's okay. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Let us know what you think of the Pokemon Generations episodes by sending us an email to tuningjapanese at gmail.com. 
by getting on our social media, facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, twitter.com slash tuningjapanese. Um, you know, just, just let us know what you think. You can even leave us a message over on the questionable Endeavor Network website, questendnetwork.com. Uh, any last thoughts on Pokemon Generations as a whole before we call this episode, uh, and call this season a night? Did you enjoy the Pokemon Generations episodes overall? I did enjoy them overall. I mean, as I said, they could have done a little bit more or kind of made it more continuous across mm-hmm, the board. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you know, it is what it is. They've got a crap ton of games, and they got they can only cover so much. Yeah. So, um, and it's nice. I mean, we didn't have to pay for it. It was free. And Absolutely. And it was put out to get people hyped up, of course. So, it definitely played the fanfare of which it was created for yeah if you've not got had a chance to go and watch the pokemon generations episodes again it's on youtube just search for pokemon generations there are 18 episodes in total the episodes range from like three minutes to like five minutes um usually on average so uh definitely worth watching and then go back and listen to our episodes if you've missed some of our earlier reviews we have some fun talking about lots of uh different pokemon related stuff uh, with that said, I think it's about time that we get out of here and end this bonus season. Thank you so much. This has been Tuning Japanese, a podcast where two dudes in their 30s fight the war to end all wars with Pokemon. I'm Red. I'm Andy. I'm Blue. I'm Ray. And we will see you next time. <laughs> what was that? Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Tuning Japanese is part of the Questionable Endeavor Network. For more information on other podcasts and articles, check out questnnetwork.com. While you're there, check out other great shows like the Shadowbane Podcast, the Rundown Wrestling Podcast, Home Stars, Slasher Sanitarium, Raw Attitude Podcast, New Blood Rising, The Reanimator Podcast, the Taco Tuesday Podcast, and our newest show, Nerd Control. <laughs>